Well, a very big hello, everyone. I'm Duncan Dornoff, and welcome to episode 70 of the Tasmanian Harness Highlights podcast. It's great to have your company for the final time in a podcast format. Uh, Harness Highlights will be reverting back to a written article from next week. Big weekend of harness racing gets underway in Hobart tonight. We have a nine-event card. We've got two heats of the Abicus, a prelude of the Dandy Patch, Headlining that card that gets underway at 5 minutes to 6 on Sky Racing 2. And then we've got 10 races in Launceston on Sunday night. 5.39 the first on Sky 2. The remainder of the card on Sky 1, including the Group 2, 60 Degrees, Bandbox Final, the Group 2, Nutrient Egg Solutions, Globe Derby, the Collins Holmes, Granny Smith, the Tesfract Raiders Stakes, and also a heat of the Lee's Orchard, Tassie Golden Apple. So plenty to look forward to on that Launceston program. Adrian Collins will be trackside for Taz Racing TV. So make sure you're tuning to the live stream and uh, get all the pre- and post-race analysis from Adrian on that meeting. We only had one meeting in the state last week. That was in uh, Launceston, and we kicked off the night with... Uh, what was the best free-for-all race I've seen in this state since the Metropolitan Cup? It was uh, tucked away on Sky Racing 2, and it was won by the star of the show for many years in Riley Major. A nine-year-old gelding was first up since uh, finishing second in Hobart back on April 25. With a couple of trials under the belt, he was able to sit back off a, a hot tempo early, 41.8, 30.5. 30.3, 29.1 and 28.1 on the way home. It was the quickest mile rate Riley Majors recorded when winning in a race over the 2,000 metre distance range. So 156.9, he's rising 10. He's still got plenty of speed in the legs as Riley. His own last half was 56.62 and his quarter quickest of the race in 27.47. Race two on the program was the first win of the night for Ben Yell with the Taylor Ford driven proficient. This pace of racing up on the speed, proving too good for Eye on the Bullion late proficient. A nine-year-old gelded son of Better's Delight, who's uh, been racing consistently for a period of time. That was his fourth win of the season, win 21 overall, and he was too good in a second event. From the sectionals, Prosecution Witness, who finished third, got home in 59.57. The winner proficient, the quickest last quarter in a sedate 31.17. Race three was the trainer's encouragement race of the night, taken out by Star Watching. Todd Rattray taking the drive for Kate McLeod. Tough win after doing a little bit of work over the uh, final circuit, but was too strong for Auntie Bessie, and they were well clear of the others. Uh, Star Watching. He's uh, by He's Watching, and that was his second win of the season. Win four overall. He's uh, now three runs in this preparation, and he recorded the quickest last half of that race in 57.7 and the quickest last quarter of 29.39. The fourth event was taken out by Iden Black Prince, who showed good speed to lead, and then it ended up in the one-out, one-back position with a few mid-race moves. And was too good in a slick 157.9 for the up to 49 rated paces. Able to defeat Cynical Jermaine and Ideal Corrada. And as I said, plenty of moves early. They uh, 
Uh, put it on for a horse uh, that was uh, just settling off the speed with quarters of 28.2 and 28.5 to kick off for the uh, final mile, 29.8 and 31.5 on the way home. Crispy Quick was uh, the sectional standout of that event back in fourth position. He got home in 59.93 and 31.19, the quickest of the race. The Maidens went round in race five. This was taken out by the Ugly Sister. The Ugly Sister is the daughter of He's Watching, out of the life sign mare, Fairest One You Are. Uh, this pace uh, drew the pole draw, uh, settled back on the pegs, and Tiana Ford got this affiliate in plenty of time to score over Galaxy Dancer by six metres. And the Ugly Sister did record their quickest sections of that race in 59.54 and 28.92. Quaddy got underway in that event. The second league was race six, taken out by Kuzma for Todd Rattray, Liam Alder. With the concession claim, uh, some solid sections recorded in this event. Uh, no dispute about that. 41 seconds. Uh, I did work out was a, a mile rating in the very low 150s when converting that lead time into a mile rate, and those up front just couldn't keep going, and Kuzma just settled back off the speed and... Enjoyed that hot tempo to score over check-in and our barley. Of course, Kuzma raced by Adam Rattran. He should have a bit of fun with this pacer over the uh, the festive season. Liam Alder in the sulky again, as I touched on. Liam's driven this horse uh, to about his last six wins. Uh, so certainly building up a good association with this pacer, who's now won 12 of 65, five of those wins this season. Kuzma, 58.32 and 29.4, the quickest sections of that event. Race 7 on the card, and it was the Ben Yold train, Brody Miller-driven. Where you been saluting here at odds of $21. Defeating Montana Lad and Kivik, flashing through along the inside for third. Uh, where you been another horse that's been racing consistently this season. He's won six races, runner-up on seven occasions. And one minor placing as well. He's had 42 starts for the season and uh, rewarding his connections with another win, overcoming Barrier 7 over the sprint trip, 58.09 and 29.85. His uh, section's the quickest of the race there. Tarleton Riley was back in the winner's list in uh, race 8, recording back-to-back wins after a win in Bernie back in October 28. Another horse that's done a good job this season. He's had the 40 starts for seven wins and five minor placings. Patient drive there by Taylor Ford to get the money and another winner to record the quickest sections of the race, 56.65 and 28.58. Uh, his closing splits and the Ben Yole-trained uh, jawbreaker took out uh, the uh, next event, race nine, Mitch Ford in the sulky, uh, raced on speed, took over off the back straight, uh, was inclined to shift out under pressure. There was a protest lodged second against fair, subsequently dismissed. and. Uh, Jawbreaker retaining that event. That was only his third win of the season, but uh, again, another horse that hasn't been too far away of seven minor placings throughout the term. And uh, from a sectional perspective, ideal pace 58.8, the quickest last half of the race in third spot. Leisha, who was runner up 29.95, the quickest last quarter. In a uh, solidly run affair, they uh, bowled along throughout in that event. And Brody Davis was in the winner's list. He drove his first winner three weeks ago, and he drove a winner 
uh, at the uh, other two weeks uh, since breaking through. So win three came aboard Major Davin, who sat parked throughout over the 1680-metre trip over the mile, and Brody just kept them bowling along and was too good for his rivals. In the final event of the night, Christian Jazz, 59.28, the quickest last half. He was 1.2 of a metre behind the winner. So that was a look back at Launceston, having a look at some other news. Uh, the uh, yearling sale, which will coincide with the Carrick Cup meeting early next year. Nominations for that close very soon, so make sure you get those into Ange Barrett, Shira Limar and the team at Taz Racing if you wish to sell uh, your yearling at the Carrick sale this year. And uh, the other announcement is that Jordan Shibnall will be representing Tasmania at the upcoming uh, Australasian Young Drivers Championship. That'll be held in Victoria in conjunction with the Inter-Dominion. Of course, Jordan, well, she was from Victoria and now based back in Victoria, but she spent uh, a period of time here in Tasmania, predominantly working for the Yale Stable. Uh, she drove 39 winners in the 2021 season, which saw her be Tasmania's leading uh, junior driver and female driver, of course, Taz Racing selects uh, the uh, highest person under the age of 25 on the Premiership uh, for the season prior, and that was Jordan, and uh, she gained automatic selection there. She's driven 32 winners so far this season, 22 of those here in Tasmania, and I see she's got a uh, drive at the Launceston meeting this Sunday, so what under Jordan on her selection. And uh, having a look around uh, the nation with some Tasmanian runners this weekend, where you kick it off tonight at Gloucester Park in Perth. Coolwater Paddy lines up in the first. He's not drawing too well, the old boy. He's Drew Barrier 12. Max Delight lines up at Melton in the fifth race on Saturday night, drawn six. And at Menangle on Saturday night, Isaiah's drawn Barrier 4. And there's some small interest in Spirit of St. Louis, who's drawn Barrier 11 in the same race. We'll take our final break on the podcast, and we'll be in the home straight on the other side. TazRacing.com.au's new Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian harness racing. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by TazRacing.com.au. Well, harness racing heads to Launceston on Sunday night for Group 2's, a heat of the Golden Apple, and a made player in most of those features. Well, in fact, all of them is Gareth Rattray, who joins us on the podcast. How are you going, Gareth? That's the way uh, a good book of drives for you in Launceston on Sunday night. We kick it off in the first event with Kivik, and uh, he showed a glimpse that he's about to be uh, back into some of his better form last start. Yeah, that's right. He went to Victoria and things didn't work out for him. Uh, he's come back uh, in that race the other night. He drew bad. Um, had to sort of make our own luck and. I thought he ran up well up the straight. Um, it's got a bad draw again, being OGM, but I think if the base goes away, he won't be far away. Right, oh, in the second event, you've got the drive on Adetaki. He's one of the outsiders in that field, but he's had a couple of runs back from a break, so he should be starting to reach peak fitness. You would think so. He, yeah, he looked at luck in running, and hopefully... Um, there's speed on for him, and yeah, he may um, run into a place somewhere. 
Right, a race three is the first of the group twos. It's the 60 degrees at Bambox. Uh, May's play, she's been placed in both heats. What have you made of her in our last two outings? Yeah, look, I thought the second one was better in the, in the other heat um, when she had a better head. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think the three main chances are, are even sort of fillies, but um, just depends on who gets the best run, really. Um, yeah, look, she, she's a major player for sure. No doubt you're happy with gate two? Yeah, look, um, just take out for Posse and, and go from there. Right, oh, the Group 2, Nutrient Ag Solutions, Globe Derby, a race you've had success in with the past with one of the all-time greats in this state in Bow Tide. Uh, magicians looking to follow in some fim- similar footsteps, no doubt. He was back in the winner's list in Hobart. Uh, what did you make of his third in Launceston the start prior? Because you had to do a bit of work in the run there. Yeah, sort of didn't really suit him um, coming wide on the track. But, uh, yeah, he start, the start before that, when he won, he, um, yeah, it was a pretty good effort. So, I mean, Mickey O's drew the pile, so he's going to be awfully hard to beat. Um, but, you know, we're in the race, so we'll sort of make our presence felt. Right, over the first league of the quaddies, the first heat of the Lee's Orchard, Tazzy Golden Apple, Sunny Sands is always consistent at this level, but a 30 metre handicap, 2200 metres, you're going to need a lot to go your way. Yeah, I was surprised he got 30, to be honest. Um, yeah, look, but anyway, he'll have to have luck in the running. Um, yeah, the 30 makes it hard over that distance, so yeah, he's going to need a lot of luck. The uh, Collins Holmes Granny Smith a race you've had good success in before is uh, race six, and you're probably on the right horse to extend your winning tally with Melon Rowley. She's been pretty good in all three runs this campaign, hasn't she? She's been super duck, and um, she's come back uh, in terrific order, and Craig's done a great job with her. Um, the extra, dis- dis- extra distance um, will serve it down to the ground, and... Um, yeah, I, I think she'll be awfully hard to beat. Do you expect to find the top? Uh, I suppose nothing's easy in big races, but do you expect her to find the top uh, over this longer trip? Oh, look, I'd, I'd like to get in front at the finish. But, um, yeah, look, she'll be pushing forward and hopefully um, she might end up there, but it's not the end of the road if she doesn't, but um, she'd like to, to control it from the front if she can. The Taz Freight Raiders Stakes is race seven. You've got the drive on Stormy Sands. He's yet to win in eight starts this season, but he's uh, he's never far away. He's been placed his last three, two of those in the heats. Just an honest horse, Duncan. He, I mean, it's unfortunate that he got a long fellow in that race. Um, look, he'll have to just drive for a bit of luck and hopefully... Um, Earn some money for connections. Uh, we ran out the quarter with race eight. Mr. Gently, he's first up from a break. He done a pretty handy job last season, and it's good to see him back at the track, but you've got a wide draw sprint trip. You're going to need a lot in your favour here. Yeah, a lot of need is, um, you know, but hopefully we can um, weave a passage there somewhere and he'll be in the finish. He's, he's an honest horse too, but um, being back, though, 
as the mole, you know, he's going to find it tough. Uh, Lavros Midas touch lines up in race nine and it comes up barrier two on the second row in what looks to be an even race. Yeah, that's right. He'll, um, you know, he's trying to follow out all right. Just hopefully the speed's on. Um, and hopefully figure there somewhere. Um, two starts ago when he galloped, I thought he was a chance of running third, but he galloped. But, yeah, just hopefully a bit of luck and, and see how we go. And Max Moretta in the last, she's she's got the draw there. Uh, hasn't had the best of luck in a few of her recent runs. Yeah, she's an opportunist. Uh, draw suits her and hopefully um, follow the speed and um, yeah, just figure there somewhere, hopefully. You've also got a handy book of drives in Hobart tonight, but across the two meetings, who's your best winning chance? I'd have to say with Mayor, Melon Rowley. Um, she, yeah, she impresses me, so I'll go with her. Yeah, do you reckon she's got the potential to keep uh, progressing through the grades and be in, end up in a race like the George Johnson come March? Oh, for sure, um, for sure. You know, the way her rating system is at the moment, she's gonna gonna um, you know maybe match somewhere, but hopefully she can race in the mares races and, and still be competitive. So yeah, George Johnson would be ideal. Yeah, certainly looks an exciting horse, particularly what I saw. We've had dominant win in the heat a couple of weeks ago, Gareth. Appreciate the insight and uh, thanks for joining us on our last podcast. Cheers, Duncan. Thanks, mate. So thank you to Gareth Rattray and thank you to all of the participants that have gave us a few minutes out of their week to join us on the podcast. We keep hearing 10 over is uh, increasing and I'd like to think it's the time that the participants give back in at various media platforms, not only this but the live stream as well. I'd like to think they play a main part in uh, that increasing turnover. Let's have a look at the weekend's action now, and uh, we kick off in Hobart tonight. Uh, just the two for me, Nyack in race four. Uh, I think he's a very nice horse. He's won his last two. He's first up since the sweepstakes. Uh, the only main danger is Corrada Artemis, who we all know broke that state record last time out. Can be a bit hit and miss in his gear. Uh, but, you know, you have got that confidence out of that last start effort, but I just think Nyack is the, the better value uh, with the early fixed odds markets. And the other horse uh, on a 1x3, 1x4 basis uh, is in race five in number eight, Please Shut Up. It's had a couple of starts since arriving in the state for the old stable, and I just think Maps to get a lovely run uh, on the pegs in that junior driver's race. He's race five, number eight. And at the time of recording is around that 750 quote and uh, has eased a little bit in the market. And of course, Nyack is uh, currently at 310. Karada Artemis' favourite there in that event at uh, 250. Launceston Sunday, big night of harness racing there. We're going to mix it up a little bit and. We'll preview from races uh, three through to eight because uh, uh, the first of the Group 2 features is race three, the 60 Degrees Bandbox final for the three-year-old Phillies. Two, three, six, one for Mimei's place on top. Uh, of course, a Launceston winner going back uh, four starts ago. She's been placed in both heats. She did lead. Iden Boutique sat outside her and was too strong 
in the opening heat, in the second heat, uh, she sort of back in the field before leading the one wide line up from the 1100 metres and ran baby. You were sold down to a half neck. I just think with the draw, it looks the one to beat. Iden Boutique, a, a tough heat win, but she then had another tough run in Hobart on October 30, where she did a little bit of work to find the spot outside the leader and was out sprinted over the concluding stages against the older horses. Uh, six, Baby Ewer Song, of course, uh, the heat winner from Hobart, where she had a lovely run in front and uh, had to dig deep late to hold off the late challenge of May's place. And as far as the fourth selection goes, could have put a number of runners in. I settled with one, Desynchronosis, just going to get the nice run from that draw. So two, three, six, and one. My number's in race three. Race four, group two, Nutrient Ag Solutions, Globe Derby. And this race uh, also falls outside of the quaddy. One, nine, three, two. Mickey O on top. Uh, the draw makes it uh, really good for him. Uh, he was a heat winner in Launceston. And I really liked his win in Hobart in October 30. I think out of his six career wins, that was the, the best of them. He'd done plenty of work early to race outside the leader. And he was in for the fight late. So if he's took no ill effect from that run, he looks the one to beat. Nine Magician looks the nice horse. Uh, we've heard from Garrett earlier on the podcast. Joe the Bookie's been racing well this prep. And Maley J Eagle runs out my top four, one, nine, three, two. My number's there. First leg of the Quaddies race five. It's the Lee's Orchard, Tassie Golden Apple, heat number one. Six, ten, seven, three. My number's here. Six on top, Blitzen. He's a Victorian who qualified in a standing start trial at Bendigo in October 31. He was safe away in that trial and just had a quiet trial against the Trotters after that. And he only needed a quiet trial because he had a tough run win second. In the Swan Hill Pacing Cup at Group 3 level back in October 28, where he led the one wide line and was always a few lengths off for later, but he kept fighting on for second, uh, beating Torrid St. Home on that occasion. He did win a race at Swan Hill prior to that. Of course, the Victorian Derby place getter and from the 10-metre handicap looks the one to beat. 10 hard Jeep, clearly the main danger. He won the Golden Apple back in 2018. A, a very tough effort last start outside the leader in sleep time. The winner, Riley Major, of course, had the softer trip. Seven Mighty Flying Arts had four standing starts. They've all been in New Zealand. The last was in February of 2021 where he was safe away. Uh, his standing start before that, he wasn't so clean away from the tape. So he can be hit and miss. He's racing well. Of course, he won the Battle of the Claimers final at Milton last Saturday night. And ran out my top four selections, number three, Montana Storm. Uh, a progressive pace on the way up, and I just think the conditions of the race suit him. Uh, left some nice horses out. Sunny Sands, the Shallows B major threat. Uh, they've got 30 metres, over 2,200 metres, so... They can't afford to find any trouble in that race, but they can all win if uh, things go their way. So certainly a leg of a quaddy to play ride race five. Heat one of the Golden Apple. Race six, Colin Holmes, Granny Smith. 26.98 metres the journey. I did say on the podcast a few weeks back that the Granny Smith and Raider Stakes had a, a distance change to 2,200 metres, but after the final field, uh, was sorted with the heats. The distance was reverted back to 26.98 metres. As far as this race goes, Mellon Rayleigh on top. Uh, a first two starts back, this preparation where races I thought she probably had to win. They were standing start races. She got a soft uh, run early, was able to outspread her rivals late, but I think her win 
in the first heat of the Granny Smith show. She's back to some of her, her best form that we've seen uh, at two and an early three-year-old. And I think she's the one to beat here from the good draw. I wouldn't imagine over the, the 2698 there'd be too many inside her wanting to hold her out. But I think if she jumps on top, she'll take a bit of catching. Number five, Melon Rowley. Eight, Baruga Rock. Of course, uh, the winner of the Bandbox uh, last year. That was only four starts ago. She had three runs this prep. Disappointing first two. Uh, a lot better effort in the heat. And if she can take benefit from that run, definitely in the mix with the right run. Just where she's going to end up from the draw, the slight concern there. Seven leashes, uh, always thereabouts, and 12 forgot the wallet. Uh, she's had a, a couple of busy weeks, forgot the wallet, that big win in Hobart, two starts back, of course. She then finished fourth in Launceston after doing plenty of work last Sunday and then won a Hobart trial in just a tick over two minutes on the Monday night. So if she's taken no ill effect from that, uh, shouldn't be too far away. So 5, 8, 7, 12 there. Race 7 is the Taz Freight Raider Stakes. For your Taz Bread Entires and Geldings. Uh, numbers here are 4, 3, 2, 6. Longfellow on top for me. Of course, he's proven himself at these longer distances with a win in the Group 1 Easter Cup here three starts ago. Uh, he led all the way to win his seat over the 2,200 metres. He had to be shaken up halfway down the straight, but he did respond to the driving of Alan McDonough, who takes the reins here again tonight. Or on Sunday night, I should say. Three Isle Lake Beach, the main danger. He was really good in a $20,000 race in Hobart three starts back. Uh, finished fourth in his heat. Uh, he settled full back the pegs. He was wide from the 400 metres and did record the quickest last quarter of that race in 27.12. He had that trip away to Menangle to toughen him up over the winter months. Two rock and overtime. Was runner-up behind Lancelot in the heat in Hobart uh, back in October 30. He did get within 1.3 of a metre after having a nice soft run on the pegs. And number six, a gooder ruler rounds out my top four. Runner up in the heat behind Longfellow. When fair start from the break and should take some benefit out of that effort. So four, three, two, six, my numbers there. And the last race we'll preview from Launceston on Sunday is race eight. It is a rating 70 to 79 event over 16, 80 metres. 11, 1, 10, 7, my numbers. 11, Finn Frost on top. Connor Crooks has brought this pacer back across Spash Strait. He was the winner. At Wagga in a slick 153.82 starts ago. Placed in the Swan Hill Mile on Cup Night back in October 28. He drew gate seven. He was taken to the tail. He was wide from the 500. And May Grant only be defeated six metres in a 56.3 last half mile. They did go 152.3. Of course, if you haven't seen a mile race at Swan Hill, they virtually start on the turn off the back straight. But they do... Uh, pull the arms in 50 metres before. There's a couple of red markers, so it's virtually a 16, 60-metre race. I just don't turn the watch on. Uh, but from a second-row draw, his terrific sprint record. I'm going to put him on top over one, the Brooklyn Brawler, who's been racing very well this prep. He's won both races uh, after having a long time off the scene. Ten, Hickstead's racing well. He's won two out of his past five, and another that's got a handy sprint trip record. And seven check-in rounds out my top four. He finished second at his first Tasmanian start. Of course, the winner had a softer trip on that occasion. And he'd been racing at Menangle prior to that and uh, has performed well there. So 11, 1, 10, 7. So that's a look at Launceston on Sunday night. Ten events on the car getting it underway at 5.39pm. Adrian Collins. 
We'll have you uh, covered on Taz Racing's uh, live stream coverage, tazracing.com.au, and look for the green icon in the top right. He'll be on air just before 5.30 with his uh, parade yard analysis. You may just have to check if you're on the right Taz Racing TV channel because the Hobart Thoroughbreds will be wrapping up at that time of the day. So looking forward to uh, following uh, that coverage on Sunday night. This is our last podcast. As I touched on earlier, we're going back to the written format. A big shout-out to all the participants that have gave up time during their week to uh, give us their thoughts on their chances across the weekend, and hopefully that's been a, uh, a help to punters uh, over the past 70 episodes. Uh, thanks for listening, and I look forward to catching you across the various other platforms over the next few weeks.